24 hours a day, six days a week. This is the Jewish Entertainment Network, playing all of your favorite oldies and new hits across the globe, 24-6. Show. 
This is Mike Boxer from 613 Jewish Acapella, and you're listening to... JewishEntertainmentNetwork.com listeners, how is everybody doing? October is almost over and the weather feels like midsummer. I got to tell you, I was in Brooklyn yesterday for a couple of hours and it was 75 degrees, balmy, the air condition is on. I actually had to turn on my AC here in Lakewood two nights ago. I've been sleeping since before Shabbos with my windows open and there was not enough air outside coming in. It's amazing. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening across the globe. We have a phenomenal shoot. We have a phenomenal show for you. Maishi from Montreal is tuned in. Shout out to Maishi. I believe Maishi's coming into Brooklyn. I believe his brother's making bar mitzvah this Shabbos. So mazel tov to the Silber family. Lots and lots of mazel tovs. Mazel tov to the Zimmelman family on the birth of a baby girl last week, uh, whose name is Frumit. Named after my grandmother, so Mazel Tov to Yossi and Chaya and to the Braun and Tzimachman families. And to the Feld family in Eretz Yisrael who made a shidduch last week. Mazel Tov, Dundi, Debbie, and... Oh my, she's going to kill me. I don't even remember. Um, we got lots of things going on. First off, uh, just announced last night for the seventh year in a row, Yosef Karduner live in Crown Heights. That is right. He is here. This one's Sai Shabbos. Lech Lecha, October 28th, 8.30 p.m. till 1 a.m. It'll be a Fabringen extraordinaire back in Crown Heights featuring Arya Kunstler and Yudi Simon as the musical openers located at the Jewish Children's Museum. 729 Eastern Parkway. Advanced tickets $20 at fcbrooklyn.com slash Carduner. And this is in conjunction with Chavraya with the Friendship Circle. Address is 729 Eastern Parkway. Um, tickets are $20 in advance, 25 at the door. VIP, VIP ticket is 54 It includes complimentary wine, food, and priority seating. So if you are a music fan and you're looking for a good time this month of Shabbos, I definitely, definitely suggest that what you guys should do is head over there. Like I said, we got great music. We started off bonus time with a group entitled Judah Blue. That is off their debut EP, 40 Days. Now, here's what you guys don't know. For all of you Zusha fanatics, the singer from Judah Blue is actually the singer from Zusha. This was his, in his young age, well, he's a young little guy anyways, but when he was younger, he played around with some pop and rock, and this was the album they put out entitled 40 Days with two other guys. And now they went the route of Zusha, and they are shooting off across the globe, and people are just... Uh, amazed at them. As a matter of fact, I saw at least six artists that I know of posted on Facebook that I'm so glad that I'm opening for Zusha. So excited to announce. So we're happy about that. Wanted to wish a special Mazel Tov from the show to Eitan Freilach and his brand new wife. They got married Sunday. So Mazel Tov, Eitan and Mrs. Eitan. 
Yes, we know who you are. We're just calling you Mrs. Eitan from ne- for now. Um, on the show, we have some Achol Puzansky, brand new track from Schlockrock. We have some Yossi Green from the Par Show. We have some Levi Cohn. We have some Daniel Waldman from the Aftira. Brand new music from RJ2 off their debut album, Modim. We have some Baruch Levine from the Parsha. Brand new Ruli Dickman, Montreal's very own Johan Michael, brand new single. Morty Shapiro will join us at top of hour number two, so you do not want to miss that. We're going to be talking to him about his brand new album, Machar, that'll take place in less than an hour. 12 p.m. We will be speaking to Morty Shapiro live on the phone. And trust me, you guys do not want to miss this. Starting off the show with an Eitan Freilach song off his debut album, Am Yisrael Chai. Here is track three, composed by hitmaker Elimelech Bloomstein, arranged by Avrami G and featuring choir by Yedidim Usigola, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Starting off this airport live lunch with Eitan Freilach. Usigola, Eitan Freilach of Am Yisrael Chai and you, my friends, are tuned into to this airport live on the Jewish Entertainment Network. <laughs> Yeah. 
gentlemen, is Deddy Vikoyve Hashem off his third album that actually is from this week's Haftorah. So yeah, we went through some of the Parsha portions, see what else we can dig up. Yehuda Bradley tuned in from Eretz Yisrael. Can you please play Lo Nazuz from the Parsha from Deddy? That is, we're going to play a little later and we'll get to some Mokhov uh, Brzezanski like you want. Shout out to everybody across the globe. Major, major listeners. Let's see. Maish, I have two Quebecers right now. So you're either listening from Saint-Jean-sur-Richelieu or from Woodbridge. No, Woodbridge, Ontario. You're listening from Saint-Jean-sur-Richelieu. We have Sao Paulo, Brazil, joining us live on the app. We have Brooklyn, San Clemente, California. Patterson, New Jersey. Akron, Ohio. Malvern, Pennsylvania. New York, New York. Floral Park, New York. Hasbro Heights, New Jersey, Hartsdale, New York, United Kingdom, Jackson, New Jersey, Dallas, Texas, Fresh Meadows, New York, Maspeth, New York, Farakway, New York, Westtown, Westtown, New York, um, Smithtown, New York, Chicago, Illinois. We have Israel. We have uh, Cholon and three more Israels. United Kingdom, Chicago, Illinois, Hacksboro Heights, New Jersey, Diamondsport, Iowa. We have our Miamis, we our Chicago. So shout out to everybody across the globe. Listening with the JE Network app or JStream, of course, the JE Network app, the best and easiest way to listen to stream at any given time, or of course, all of our archives available on both iPhone and Android. And of course, we have our JENetwork.com website and our listener line for those that don't have internet. Hope everybody's having a fabulous day. Next up, it's brand new music from Michal Pruzanski off his latest album. The album is entitled Shooting for the Moon and sports a very, um, a very unique cover. Many have said that Michal Brzezinski looks like Michael Jackson with a black hat on the cover, but uh, people are saying that they are loving this album. Michal doesn't seem to disappoint. We're going to play you guys track six. The album is entitled, this track is entitled, Bow Near Code. Come and Dance. Composed, arranged lyrics and background vocals by Ellie Klein and C. Berry. Special thanks to DJ Saul and Shia Shapiro. Mixed by Ellie Klein and C. Berry, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is off Michal Brzezinski's brand new album, Shooting for the Moon. Bo near code. And you, my friends, are tuned into the Zero Port Live Lunch on the Jewish Entertainment Network. פשוט לשמוח, להתחבר למה שטוב, למה שיש, לצעוק בקול גדול, אסור להתייאש. הקצב מנהגים מרים לי את הלב, רוצה לקול חזק, בכל הכוח. אני רוצה לעוף, לצעוק ולבקש, מזכיר לי שאומרים שביבו ארץ אש, ביבו ארץ בואו נרקוד.
זמן לא נפחים משום דבר, להרגיש שרק אפשר, פשוט לשמוח, להתחבא למה שטוב ולמה שיש, לצעוק בכל גדול אסור להתייאש, הקצב מנהגי מרים לי את הלב, רוצה לגול חזק, בכל הכוח, אני רוצה לאוף לצעוק ולבקש, מזכיר לי שאומרים שבי בוערת אש, בי בוערת Oh, 
רוץ לים, לים עגור ודוי, וקוי לא נשמע בחולו אוי לו. בשושה קודש בורכו, זוהי חרס בונו, ששויים בצער בנו מויסו אוי לו. מוהירי שתי דמורס לים, לים הגודוי, וכוי אלוהי נשמע בחודו אלוהי. הבית נור החיים נור, על המחוי למען, למען, למען
Second single after his hit song Dover Noma Scott Bell. Uh, it took him to different heights. He started performing at weddings and songs started being playing on the dance floor all across the globe. So now he released his second single, a slow and heartfelt single. Ariel Danhan composed a song which was arranged by Benny Laufer, son of Moshe Laufer. This is a brand new single from Moshe Klein. U.S. premiere right here, right now. Jewish Entertainment Network. Top nine at nine. As we mentioned, uh, this week is a Shabbat project, a Shabbos project. So lots of concerts going on like this one in Baltimore. It's Baltimore's Shabbat project. Havdalah Unity Concert featuring God Elbaz and Nissim Black. Matzah Shabbos, October 28th, 8.30 p.m. Joseph Mayerhoff Symphony Hall. Tickets start at just $18. Please join them for an evening of music and Jewish unity featuring a world-class concert with Israeli artist God Elbaz and Nissim Black. It is sure to be an evening you will remember. For more information and to register, please visit www.baltimoreshabbatproject.org. Baltimoreshabbatproject.org. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, is a brand new single. Popped into my email box just two days ago from Lenny Salman. It is part of his Four Corners project. Schlockrock, as of now, is not releasing any more music for sale. Lenny opened a nonprofit called the Four Corners Project. Check it out at fourcornersproject.com or .org, I believe. He's been putting out webisodes and releasing new songs every two weeks. This is his third brand new single. The song is entitled Shabbat is Real. It is a cover of Cheap Thrills. And ladies and gentlemen, broadcast premiere right here, right now. Schlock Rock, Shabbat is Real. And you, tonight, you my friends, are tuning in to the Zierport Live Lunch. That cell phone off It's Friday afternoon And we all belong Feeling debonair Put my best clothes on It's Shabbat night I'm in synagogue Since you lit the candles Lit the candles All the laws we heed We don't need cash We don't need cash Just be with my family Maybe I want to sing me road It's Shabbat tonight
Ladies and gentlemen, that is from Yossi Green's The Eighth Note, also featuring the voices of Eli Schwebel, Gotti Fuchs, and Ari Zucker. That's right, Leif Tahar joined Yossi on that famed track. You, my friends, are tuned into the Zierport Live Lunch. 20 minutes to 12, or rather 19 minutes to 12, 19 minutes away from interviewing Mordechai Shapiro, talking about his brand new album, Machar. Yesterday, Michal Schnitzler made an announcement that his brand new album, Mimina Michael, ladies and gentlemen, is due out next week, towards the end of the week. That is right. Michal Schnitzler's brand new album is due out next week at the end of the week. So stay tuned, and we are looking forward to it. Next, ladies and gentlemen, next up, it is Levi Konoff's debut album entitled Nikudatova. Maish, if you're listening, this is one of my favorites. Song is entitled Matana, and it is my Matana to you. You, my friends, are tuned into the Zeroport Live Lunch on the Jewish Entertainment Network.
That was Danielle Waldman off his debut album, Bemukam Tara, album produced by Skyline Music NYC, Shmuley Rosenberg, back in the day, choir by Shlemy Kelfin. I don't even know who composed that song because that didn't even exist. Uh, it probably, I'm trying to remember, this This album was actually my first uh, graphic design album job, was uh, Danielle Waldman's Bemukam Tara. We originally created it as a cassette, and later on we did a CD, but uh, I don't even know if you can find it anywhere. I actually ran a search. The only place I found it was on Mostly Music. Daniel, uh, some music trivia for you, is actually part of the original Menucha group from Menucha Volume 1, Ellie Gerstner Production, where we released this album by himself and then went out of the music business, but we love Daniel for who he is. And uh, Maishi, glad to bring back some great oldies. Minutes away from interviewing Mordecai Shapiro about his brand new album, Machar. Uh, so thanks everybody for your for your notices. Uh, we're getting here. Uh, I'm getting some feedback from the website, the back end of the website. Our most listeners right now is from the U.S. Second place is Israel. Third place is Canada, and fourth place is United Kingdom. Uh, and then we have a couple of individual countries tuned in. I just want to say thanks to everybody tuning in. We have Barry in Canada. We have Saint Jean de Richelieu. We have Woodbridge, Ontario, and two other connections from Canada. So shout out to all those listening. Whether you're listening via JStream or the app, we are happy to have you for the next hour and a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, it is brand new music. The group, or the duo rather, the name is RJ2. This is their debut album. The album is entitled Maiden. They released an EP a little while back and they turned that into an album. They are a singer-songwriter duo from Brooklyn, New York, creating and performing inspirational Jewish music for the soul, combining original Hebrew and English lyrics with crisp acoustic guitars, modern electronics, and refreshing harmonies. RJ2 Sound is unique take on the Jewish music scene. So, they released this song as a successful collaboration with the Svartic Biker Cholem in 2016 last year. As a marathon anthem, the song is entitled For a Dream, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Z-Report premiere right here, right now. RJ2, For a Dream. And you, my friends, are tuned in to the Z-Report live lunch on the Jewish Entertainment Network. Thinking about the finish line, knowing it begins at the starting line. Kicks in and I'm in stride Well here I come 
history to create history.
Ladies and gentlemen, that ladies and gentlemen right there is right there. Baruch Levine, featuring the one and only Yonatan Razel, composed by Yonatan Razel, off Baruch Levine's fourth album, Bonim Atem, with me via telephone, should be a rising star in Jewish music. He released a music video, ladies and gentlemen, not even three days ago, and right now YouTube is scheduling him at 28,434 views. Please welcome my friend, Morty Shapiro. Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shem. Morty, 28,000 hits. Crazy. 28,000 hits. You released this not even three full days ago. It's, it's unbelievable. It's mamish. Such siyat dishmaya, you know? I got, I got to tell you, dude, you, you, you freaking amaze me. I think the first time I heard about you was... Uh, back in July of 2015, uh, Surly Meyer sent me um, a cover you did of a, a Nochi Krohn song. Sure. And I'm like, Casey. I'm like, I'm like, I know this song, Vinny Casey, from Nochi Krohn Band. You know, I was like, but who is this guy? I've never heard him. And uh, your, your voice resonated. And of course, we did the typical YouTube, uh, YouTube search. And I came up with this clip of you singing with Yaakov Shuaki as a kid. Sure, the good old days. So, and, and, and if, upon further, further searching, we see that you're a, a former Miami alumni. So, so Morty, where did this whole journey start? Well, it started professionally, I guess, when I was in Miami. It started when I was, I think I just turned eight. My brother was 10. Maybe I was even seven. Yerachmiel was a little hesitant. If he should take me into the choir, I was very young. But he took my brother, who was nine or ten at the time, mm-hmm. and said, you know what, I'll take Mordechai as well. And um, I'm hoping he didn't regret that, because I had a great experience in the choir. I was there for six years, and I always knew that I wanted to sing. You know, I tell people, that I always joke with people that my yearbook, if you look at my yearbook, my eighth grade yearbook, okay. there's, like a, there's like a joke page what, where everybody's going to be in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So mine was, uh, you know, on stage. As a Jewish singer, interesting. So it, it was always part of my always part of my plan. How, where, what, you know, it was going to happen. I wasn't sure, but but Baruch Hashem, uh, everything's kind of fitting into place. And so, ju- just so just for musical trivia, you joined Miami in 1997. What albums were you featured on? My first album was Stand Up. Wow! So uh, well, re- wow! <laughs> I remember you gotta that. Stand up. I remember them selling stand-up in Montreal after one of their only... Con- it, it seems like in my whole uh, childhood, there was only like two Miami Boys Choir concerts in Montreal. Uh, I was there. You were there, and I believe Yitzhi Spinner was there too at one point, yeah. As an adult or when he was in the choir? No, when he was actually in the choir. That's how long, <laughs> that's how long ago it was. But yeah, well, I, I do remember the days of stand-up. So, Morty, you started singing as a child. Um, is there something... I took you... a little break in my, in my teenage years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was singing, obviously not professionally. And then um, when my adult voice came back, I started training. Started taking a little bit more seriously. And then, uh, you know... So, tell me, Morty, how, how does one train? What are some of the exercises you do to get your voice in shape? So I've trained with three teachers when I was living in Israel. I actually made Aliyah a bunch of years ago with my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, Nefesh Benefesh, the whole thing. Really? Um, yeah, we were hoping to settle down in Eretz Israel, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. We had a very strong passion to be there. And I was trying to pursue music, but it just, 
it was very difficult. You know, as an American, my Hebrew was kacha kacha, wasn't great. Um, I was dabbling in small bar mitzvahs, away here and there, but it just wasn't really going. So after a little over three years, we, we decided to move back, make Yuri Da. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was in Israel, I started training with a teacher there, Moshe Burke. Okay. He had a whole, he was very focused on breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, my next teacher, Herschel Einhorn, who coaches a lot of the big singers today, um, had a little bit of a different technique. I mean, I've, I've a lot of different exercises. Some of them I do. I'm sure you've heard that one before. A lot of singers do that. I have, I have. Um, you know, I have exercises like. Stuff like that. Okay. You know, different scales, putting me in the zone. You know, it's fun. And it's uh, and it's important for any any aspiring singer that wants to take themselves seriously absolutely needs training. I would say the fact that you've sampled, let's say, three, three uh, vocal coaches, you probably have more of an idea of why they're telling you to do it and what works for you that you've had uh, three different stylings and how they affect your voice, so to speak. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's amazing to reflect after my first coach, see, you know, when they're teaching you in the moment, you don't always really know where they're getting at mm-hmm. and what they have in mind for you. And sometimes you even think they're crazy and they position your body and they, and sometimes you even do physical exercises, you know, jumping jacks, whatever it is. And, uh, and then all of a sudden at the snap of a finger, kind of falls into place obviously as i put my effort into it and then you just smile and say wow i can't believe uh can't believe that all just came together and yeah the three different techniques was also very very interesting and i I actually still do exercises from all three of my coaches i still train now by william riley Mm -hmm. um but i still do einhorn's exercises and i still do a little bit of burke's exercises as well no, I'm sure some are to give your voice more depth. Some are to propel your voice, you know, further in the crowd. Obviously, the, you know, you don't want to scream. You just want to make sure your voice can be heard further away and stuff like that. Uh, Ushi Shapiro on Facebook is sending regards and saying how much he loves your album. Um, Thank you, Ushi. Ushi, I miss you in Queens. <laughs> we also have Usher Shiner from Eretz Yisrael. He wants to know... Uh, what was the rush? Not that he's complaining, but he said that your two albums were were mamish released back to back, less than a year apart. What what was the idea behind that, Morty? Hold on, let me think, because it could be that he didn't get the album until until it was out for a couple of months. So my first <laughs> album came out Purim time, two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. My second album came out a month ago, so it was almost a year and a half. Right, and. I don't know. It felt like it was time. Well, I think... You know, I mean, Baruch Hashem, I mean, a first album is always a, um, it's a big step for any singer. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I had the, the success of Schar Mitzvah was, was just beyond, beyond incredible. Siyat Deshmaya, beyond belief. Um, I don't even, I don't even know if you know the half of it, Morty. Tell me. I actually had Schar Mitzvah. On hold for a singer I was working with. Get out of here. I had this Schar Mitzvah on hold for Shlomo Simcha. And I remember that Eli Schwab called me up. And he said that um, that your producer called him, that Morty Shapiro wants a song. Are we ready to commit? Because we put it on hold. 
And Shlomo Simcha said at the time that financially it just wasn't <laughs> working out. And he's like, look, he's like, if it's if it's not, uh, it's not if it's not from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you know, if it, it doesn't work out right at this minute, and they have somebody else, because they hate, give it to them. So I, I have a stickle bone to pick with you. Let me know how much I owe you. Uh, but that 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 song, I mean, if, if you had to sum up, you know, the biggest song of your career, obviously before the second album, I mean, Schar Mitzvah would be it, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, Mitzvah was, um, it took off beyond, you know, I think anybody's expectations, and mostly my own. I mean, I wanted to be very, um, very practical on my first album. I didn't expect to sell, or Hashem, we did sell. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to sell. I did not expect to have any hit songs. I was just trying to do my stardust, trying to put out good stuff, fun, positive, good energy, good vibes, and... Never in a million years could could you expect on a first album for a track to take off the way it did. So I'm so grateful. You know, people ask me, do you ever get sick of this song, Chai Mitzvah? Right. You know, you, it's all day. You're singing it everywhere you go. And I say, never, ever. Chas Shalom. I can never, ever take for granted, you know, the success that it's brought me. So I'm happy. And it's my pleasure to sing it as, as often as I can. Mordechai Shapiro joining us live via telephone discussing his brand new album, Machar. I got to tell you, Morty, it's kind of like asking MBD if he ever gets tired of singing someday, you know? It just doesn't happen. Right, exactly. So your first, I'm curious what his answer is to that. But... I, well, next time we speak to him, we'll ask him. Uh, you had a, a lot of different composers on your first album, though you yourself only composed one song that was recorded on your first album. The second right. album, however, you composed alongside Yitzi. I would say almost half the album, maybe even a little bit more. Yeah, correct. So the first album, I think it's safe to say I was pretty insecure mm-hmm. with my capabilities. I wasn't even sure if, if you know, I knew that I dabbled. I, I, everybody writes. I mean, I can tell you, and you, you're in the business. I'm sure you get hundreds of demos weekly from no. Bachrim, from married guys. Everybody just tries to write. Some are good, some are not as good. I can tell you... For this album, Machar, I listened to maybe over a thousand songs. Wow. To, you know, going through, because I always like to listen, and, and I, people always appreciate it. You know, people send me a lot of tracks. Mm-hmm. Always listen. I always respond, because, you know, I appreciate people reaching out. Right. But on the first album, I just didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if I had what it what it took. I experimented with one song, and even that song didn't really, <laughs> didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Loa Lecha was a nice Kumsit song, but, you know, it didn't really, didn't really go places. Nevertheless, I still felt that I had what it, uh, what it, what it took to put my own stuff into it. You know, part of the reason why I was working with Yitzi was because everybody knows Yitzi is, is known as a hit machine. Right. You know, obviously is, and my, my husband was, whether he's writing it or not, his influence, his, um, you know, the way that he sees a song, whether he wrote it or not, will hopefully have that uh, that hit potential. Um, and so, you know, that's why I wanted to work with Yitzi. And, you know, he gave me the confidence. He believed in me. And I believed in myself to start writing more. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people are uh, appreciating it. Well, I mean, if you didn't see the the response from Machar when you released that as a single and music video, people are loving it. Uh, I, I actually, I'm surprised I didn't think about you and Yitzi together because the two of you 
um, and I know you see a long time, love doing these uh, trills and thrills, you know, the harmonies. Yeah. And, and and I was like, wow, you know, like, why wouldn't I put these two together? You guys have a very similar mind frame with where you want to take Jewish music. It's absolutely true. I mean, Yitzi, I absolutely love his voice. And the truth is, Yitzi wrote a couple songs on my last album. I'm trying to think of some, when I was growing up, when I was a bunch of years back, mm-hmm. there was always this guest singer. And I wasn't a hawker in Jewish music. Right. I was in Miami Voice Choir, but I wasn't holding. I never looked at booklets. It wasn't really my thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Michal Brzezanski's album. And then there's, a, you know, I'm trying to think. Um, no, I'm thinking of uh, Shlemy Gertner's album. Okay. You know that song? Yes, I do. So I, I absolutely love that song. And then there's this guest singer that comes on. And until, like, maybe a year ago, I had no idea who that was. You serious? I had no clue. I, I heard Yitzhi Walters, a composer. You know, he wrote Aisha uh, Schael, he wrote Meira, Aitra Code more recently. I didn't know he could sing like that. So, um, you know, when I sat, I sat with him on my first album, I was blown away by his vocals, let alone his composing ability. But, uh, yeah, and, I mean, and people also don't know he's very reluctant to put down vocals on songs. You you literally have to have to twist his arm sometimes. Yes, yes, indeed, true. But um, we wrote the track that he did with me was Mia Dear, which we wrote together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a funny it's it's also a funny fact when people write you know that they wrote songs together because they know a lot of artists, a lot of singers like to they like to put their name on on tracks that they had some input on, um, you know, whether they actually co-wrote it or whether they just maybe, you know, changed the chords or changed, changed the note. Oh yeah. Instead of going uh, up, let's go down. Yes. Let's go down. And now I can put my name on the composition. So, you know, I assure you and everybody listening that, uh, and Yitzi can attest that we absolutely co-wrote all the songs that we say we co-wrote, you know, together which was an absolute blast and um he was excited to to sing along on Mia Deer. Well I'm, I was I was excited to hear his voices. I almost couldn't differentiate at times, you know, cuz when when you sing very softly, you guys have a a similar tone to your voice. Right, right. Um, Morty Shapiro with his via telephone talking about his brand new album Machar. Morty, a lot of um singers would be very reluctant to keep just one arranger on the album. And everybody's about, oh, let me go to uh, Damari, and let me go to uh, Yoni Aliyev, and let me go to this, let me go to that. Uh, who, whose decision was it, and and what what is your feeling? Are you happy with the fact that you used just one arranger for the entire album? So I'm ecstatic. I mean, I mean listen, there's, there are certain arrangements that I knew as we were building songs that were going to be for Jan. Mm-hmm. You know, Machar, I said, is going to be for Jan. Lecha, I knew, was probably going to be for Jan. And then when there were a couple other songs that I knew could... Brachos, I could Brachos, was going to be for Jan, yeah. Brachos, um, Lee, you know, the, the, the really, the major pop songs, mm-hmm. um, I wanted Jan. Um, at some point after he, after I gave him references and ideas for what I had in mind, because I'm very reference-oriented, right. you know, I know also a lot of singers, they just, you know, they get, they get a rough draft from Yitzhi Wolner or whoever it is, Baruch Levine, and they send it to Jan or Uri Damari, and they say, make it cool, you know? Yeah, surprise make me. It, make it disco, make it fun, make it geschmack. So that's not my style. My style is 
I know very much what I want. Every song had a specific genre and reference that I had in mind. And as I shared every individual song with him, mm-hmm. he was knocking them out of the park. I mean, when I was getting back these these demos from him, the, the first drafts, I was jumping in my car, you know, smiling from cheek to cheek. And uh, I said, all right, let, let's give him another one. And I got back another track, and I was blown, blown away. I would call him up laughing. You know, when you're just so excited, you just you can't stop smiling and giggling about something. He was sending me these tracks, smile, you know, with the, with the, with the guitar in the beginning. Yeah. You know, I, I was blown away. So I sent him another and another. And the biggest surprise was really the ballads. I mean, I was going to say I, for me the biggest. I should say this yeah. publicly that people never considered Jan to be a ballad guy. But listen to my ballads, and hopefully you'll appreciate them and be blown away as much as I was. For me, Morty, for me, the big surprise was track nine, Nigan Simcha. I promise you when I heard this song, before <laughs> I looked at the book, I was like, oh, this must have been a, a Mendy Hershkowitz, Sonic Duo, or a Yerli Dickman, you know, big orchestra right. piece. And I'm looking at the book, it says Jan Freider. I was like, what? <laughs> so, that, you know, that song came later in the arrangement plan. And as I continued getting back, as I said, such incredible arrangements, I said, yeah, I'm going to send you a song. It's not something you're used to. I mean, I know Jan, Jan does a lot of engineering on, you know, Hasidic weddings, Jewish weddings. Right. So yeah. he's not completely clueless, right? You know, he's not. lost from, from the, the, the Freilich Tom or the, you know, that type of, of, of music. Mm-hmm. But I knew this was definitely not his cup of tea. This is not his thing, his forte if you will, but I said, listen to the nig- listen to this niggin, and let me know what you have in mind. And this one actually is maybe the only song that I did not have a specific reference in mind. And I said, tell me your really? thoughts. Really? Tell me your thoughts. Wow. And I'm trying to think if the Disney idea came from me. I think it came from him. And he said, listen to the song. He sent me this really cool song, uh, that was sung by another singer that I don't know if it ever went out. Um, I don't know if Shim Kramer, whatever. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but, um, he had this track that was, that blew me away. And, uh, Jan said, I'm thinking of this Disney idea. I thought it was amazing. I said, go for it. We tweaked it a little bit here and there. And, you know, I, I didn't necessarily want it to be just a, Niggin. I wanted it to be something where you, the song starts, and you're just like, wow, what is this? Is this a Disney movie? What is going on here? Right. You know? I think you so, I think you did just that, I gotta tell you. It, right. it kind of transports you to somewhere else, and you're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Right, right, right. And I was surprised, you know, for your second album, you have all these pumping songs, and over here you're taking a... Somewhat well-known niggin, and you're kind of revisioning it, you know, resetting it. Why, you know, what, what, what was the reason behind that? What was your connection to this specific niggin that you were like, I have to record this niggin? So, I think it may have been my brother or one of my good friends that heard this niggin on a Visionator album years ago, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't a tremendously huge niggin. I'm sure in Visionator they all know it, but. 
in the Hasidish world at large, uh, you know, a lot of Hasidim know it. Some of them say they kind of remember it from their from their youth. It wasn't a massive Hasidish nigan, but we started singing it. I was I was actually be close to a Rav Rav Avram Brandwine when I was living in Eretz He he was a a makubal and a big tzaddik who lived in the old city, mm-hmm. and we we used to jam Chaim David. You remember Chaim David? Sure, I know Chaim David. Chaim David lives in the old city, and he was part of our chaver there. Interesting. And he would bring his guitar, and we had a violin, sometimes bongos, and every Friday we would jam. So we kind of introduced this niggin to to our chaver over there with with the with the rav, mm-hmm. which at the end of the song I'm, I'm sure you heard and. A lot of people have been asking me, what do, what do you say at the end of the niggin? I can't make out those words, and I say, for my Rebbe. I dedicated the song to my Rebbe because we sang the song pretty much weekly um, at all sudas that we had, mm-hmm. all events that we had with him. Um, we used to sing the song, and it became very special to him, very special to us. And he was Nifter uh, a couple of years ago, and I wanted to put it on my first album, but um, for whatever reason, you know, didn't work out. Producers, yeah, they they felt like I should just focus on new stuff. My producers, my first album, Zamist mm-hmm. and, and Sully Meyer, um, and I saved it for my second album. I, I you know, Yitzi Waldner, who produced my second album, I introduced the idea to him, and he was he was emotional just hearing my 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 connection to the song, and he said, "You have to do it." Yeah, well, Morty, Morty, did he know the niggin? He he was familiar with it, but he did not know it well. No. Ah, okay, good. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Yerli Polchik and Zemiris Choir did a phenomenal job also. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the booklet. I'm, I I know that it's like background vocals by Morty, background vocals by Morty, background. Finally, one so, song acquired, <laughs> not Morty. So I'm a big, I mean, as you can see, I'm a big background vocals guy. I, I, I you know, Baruch Hashem, I take pride in the fact that I'm, uh, that you know, that I'm musical and that, yeah. I, that I'm good with harmonies and, and I can knock out background vocals pretty quickly. And I don't know, there's a certain flavor that I that I like to, to, to put on my tracks that I don't always trust in other, you know, choirs or, you know, people that do background vocals. So mm-hmm. I like to do them myself. This nigga and I felt needed a little bit more of that Hasidisha sound. Yoeli is so funny. He's such a perfectionist. Tell, Such a tell nut, me about it. <laughs> nut of a perfectionist when it comes to background vocals. I was like, just do it. You know, because like, we were coming to the end and I wanted to get it out because I, I didn't want to miss the Rosh Hashanah Sukkot, you know, um, release time because after Sukkot, you know, it, 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 you know, the days get darker and, and, the, and the, it, life is less, less exciting, if you right. will. So right, I wanted to make sure to, to get it out and he, this was like the last song that needed backing vocals. He said, I got to study it. I got to study it. I said, just get in the studio and get it done. And uh, finally, after uh, a week of him studying the track, he um, he got in the studio and he blew me away with his with his backing vocals. Now, I got to tell you, you've been blowing me away every time I listen to the songs. Your, your background vocals, you know, you think background vocals. Who was it? I spoke to Jesse Green. We interviewed Jesse Green a few weeks ago, and he said there's there's supporting vocals and there's background vocals, two separate things. And he's right. You know, background vocals, you can infuse the song with way more energy. Supporting is just, you know, like light and flowery. So I, I, de- 100%. I definitely see I mean, the there's difference. Some, there are some songs where you're listening to a chorus and you're thinking, 
you know, does it need maybe some more guitar runs? Does it need some more percussion? Does it need some brass lines? And then when you do, when you come up with, you know, if you listen to the background vocals, excuse my voice, I'm a little, uh, little <laughs> under the weather, but as you can hear, Baruch Hashem, and I have a job tonight, but hopefully I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you listen to the background vocals in Lecha, la 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 so it fills up the entire the entire chorus and after we heard that and I filled it up with a couple of harmony lines he said we don't need any other instruments that's you know? true the voice it's, is its, its own instrument I, Morty yes. speaking of this I mean you're a very video affluent guy uh, maybe we should consider you know putting in the studio and showing how one of the songs in your album's are built line by line, instrument by instrument. That's cool. That that actually sounds like a cool idea. I feel like I, I wish I was more structured and organized. You know, <laughs> if I was like uh, if I was like Yaeli, and you know, he would show people how he listens and how he builds and how he takes notes and how he tries to mesh. Because you know, I told him I wanted a Hasidic sound, but I'm not a Hasidic type of singer. I'm more right. of a pop singer, so he wanted to blend the two together, which he did so beautifully. You know, I, I don't always plan out my background vocals as much. No, probably you know, it, it comes to, into your head and you're like, you know what would sound good here? And you right, just right. like sing so it I out. Listen, yeah. Right. I'll listen to the track as I'm on my way to the studio. Not that I don't take them seriously. Obviously, I, I want to love all my background vocal lines. Right. And if there's something I don't like, then we'll nix it. But but you're the type of guy that has yeah, to say, play back what I did yesterday, because I don't remember. Say again? I said, you're the type of guy to walk in and say, Jan, can you play back that <laughs> harmony I did yesterday? I don't remember what I did. Let me see if I can fix it. Yeah, basically. I mean, not quite, because once you do background vocals, as you know, you record it a hundred times, right. you know? And then it's stuck. La, 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 la. Okay, again. La, 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 la. Okay, again. You know, so you kind of just, uh, it gets into your brain pretty quickly, but... But yeah, that, that, that sounds like a good idea, actually. Mordechai Shapiro, yes, Mordechai Shapiro yeah, joining us live via telephone, talking about his brand new album, Machar, available now through Mostly Music, Adert Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, CD Baby, MordechaiShapiro.com, wherever Jewish music is sold. This is Morty's second album. Of course, everybody knows his first album and how well it's been doing. Uh, his first album had some amazing, amazing hits. As we mentioned, it had, um, where are you? You know, it's funny when I search you in iTunes. <laughs> it's like Mordechai Ben David, uh, then Mordechai Shapira. Um, well, I think I'm first. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Maybe but one day. I'm going to do it one day. That's cute. One day. Uh, I'm going to, oh, someday. Someday, you should have said. Someday. So you're right. You're right. You got me. Uh, Morty, someday. Morty, uh, Morty's Hold album. On. I'm ha- typing in. Oh, he's typing. <laughs> Mordechai Shapira. Listen, on my phone, I type in Mordechai, Shapiro comes first. Uh, but I have it as Mordechai Ben David, so B-E-N is is, is on top of S-H-A-P. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but just type in Mordechai and see what happens. Okay, then I, I get what you're saying. You win. <laughs> first album had hits like Schar Mitzvah, Kim of which we all loved, uh, Chizku, Ivdu, Hayom, and the slow songs too, but of course I'm talking oh, about... 
Umalaych, I, I was a big fan of Umalaych, I gotta tell you. Thank you. Um, new, new album, ladies and gentlemen. The, the single which was released, which I, I didn't necessarily agree with you about this, by the way. Releasing a single titled Machar, and then two months later saying, oh, it's the title track of my new album. Interesting. I don't know if I would have done it like that. I'm not a Wait, big... Wait, say again. Re- releasing my Machar way before the album came out? Releasing your Machar and then saying, that's the title track of the album. What would you have done? I would have probably released another song. I, I'm not. I'm not a major fan of releasing title tracks before the album comes out, so to speak. Interesting. I hear you. I mean, I, I feel like there there are no rules. No, there are no I've rules, and because it worked like very well for you, right? And I think it worked at, as great as it as it could have been. Um, you know. But Morty, it's it's people, like you I mean, said. Thank God it was a good. It's like you said, you know, the, your, your first producers didn't want you to put Nigan Simcha on. And yet your first album worked out great, and now you had the chance, and it worked out even better. So, you know, nobody does know what works. Right, of course. No, and in retrospect, I think they, they, it could have been that they were right, and they were guiding me in the right in the right path on my first album. That I did need ten original tracks, and redoing, it, redoing a song that, you know, has already been on album. This Nigan Simcha was on other albums. Right. Maybe it, it wasn't the right time. So it's all about Sherit that I was able to do that on my second album. 100%. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Baruch Hashem, putting out Machar and telling people it was the title track. And I think, kind of like you're saying, people really thought, like, this song's really good. Like, what else is he going to put out? 100%. That's going to excite us. Right. You know, like, but, but Baruch Hashem, the feedback was, you know, after Machar, we were just blown away. I mean, Lecha could have been your title track. Lee could have Definitely, been a title track. 100%. Even, even... You know, uh, Kulam. People are crazy about Kulam. Kulam could have been a title track. So Even Hashemelech could have been a title track. <laughs> um, I, right. And what I, what, what, I, what I know, I just released the music video three days ago. Correct. And Brand this is very interesting. Right. Another single, which... You know, a couple of months ago when I was kind of mapping out the next couple of months, CD release, song release, you know, I, it, I was a little weary mm-hmm. of putting out, you know, my album. And then right after the album came out, basically came out Arab Sukkis. And then right after Sukkis, basically I released a separate track, nothing to do with my album. I got to tell you, but, Morty, uh, when the video came out, I went back to the album to see if I missed the song. Right, right, and I and I feel like a lot of people probably did that. But you know what? I mean, I was I partnered up with Yachad, right? Uh, the incredible organization who they promote inclusion and and you know for children and and people of all ages with special needs, and they wanted you know they approached me to do a song and a video to you know just tell the world about about you know and promote their organization, show show the world what they're doing and how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. And timing-wise, you know, I had to just kind of, I don't want to say fit it in because that doesn't sound right, but I had to just kind of work it into my schedule. 100%. You know, because I wanted the opportunity and I didn't want to push it off and they wanted to release it at that at that time. So, I, and it's actually not a thing so much in Jew- among amongst Jewish music singers to put out multiple videos in a year. It's not. And I'm taking pride in revolutionizing this this new era. Well, Schar you know, Mitzvah, uh, I'm looking at your YouTube page now. Schar Mitzvah, one year ago, 1.4 million views. Machar, crazy. two months ago, 560,000 views. 
your sampler, even just a sampler, 14,000 views, and now the brand new single, Biyachad, 28,000 views in three days. So that, that, that you're definitely doing something different, and you're definitely... Right. Uh, you're definitely... It's nerve-wracking. I mean, you, you, uh, whatever. We don't have to go through through all the videos, but there's, Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of singers in Jewish music. A lot of people are trying to get out there, and getting major hits on, on, on YouTube is it's not... It's not always the easiest thing. So I can tell you putting out every video is very stressful. You know, you want to make sure people will take it and not just say, oh, you know, he was a one-hit guy with Schar Mitzvah and, and you know, uh, nothing can compare to Schar Mitzvah. So the success of Machar gave me a lot of chizik, Baruch Hashem. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on another music video, which you posted in my media. I'm sure you saw. And yeah, we retweeted saw. it that you were in, right. uh, you were in um, Hank. In Hank. Right, Hebrew Academy of Nassau County. And you were with Shimmy Sokol, your video extraordinaire producer over there. My man. He's actually learning in Eretz Yisrael this year. He is Shana Bet, which just goes to show you how young he is and how incredibly talented he is for his age. And not just for his age. I mean, his videos are, uh, in my opinion, as good as anybody's. He's he's just incredible. He flew in the Shiva... The Tivarie, which I actually went to for mm-hmm. my first year in Israel, let him come in for a couple of days to shoot uh, this new video, Lecha, that we're putting out in Hashem, Hanukkah time. That could be and, why you uh, were wearing a, a Hanukkah-themed sweater, right? Yes, indeed. That is why we were, we, uh, me and my uh, my dance squad, and it's going to be a really, really fun video, different video. And after that, we'll start planning for the next one. Well, we are definitely looking forward. Morty Shapiro with us via telephone, talking about his brand new album, Machar. Morty, just one quick question, and then uh, then we'll let you go. Um, Tzvi Silberstein, you said you had Yitzi Waldner because you love his voice, and Yitzi, of course, co-composed the songs with you and everything. Where does Tzvi Silberstein fit into the mix? Tzvi and I became very close friends pretty recently. Um, as I was involved in my album, I'm trying to think how it started, we started talking, I'm trying to think where we met, I don't recall, he introduced me to Donnie Gross, and when I went to Donnie Gross to do Brachos, um, which was really Tzvi's track, well, there's a lot of stories, I'm kind of losing track, so let's okay. start, Tzvi's <laughs> track was Brachos, he asked me to join him on a track called Brachos, which he was going to put on his next album. Ah, and he asked me to come do vocals by a guy named Donnie Gross, who has his, you know, his studio in Flatbush. That's right. And I, last album, I did a lot of my vocals by Tzvi Blumenfeld and by Jan. And I was a little bit hesitant. Mm-hmm. When I went there and I heard what I was able to accomplish, you know, accomplish, right. I was blown, blown away. So then I became, uh, oh, that's, that's basically how Tzvi and I, how our relationship started. He, he put out this last joint album, you know, with the, with all the singers. The and he was working on, right. right. He was working on a new album, which isn't a completely joint album, but he did want me to be a part of one of the songs. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I fell in love with Brachos so much. Also, another Yitzi Walner track. I loved it. So I said, can I put it on my tra- on my album? And he said, no problem. Um, another funny story with Svee was that he, he, get, he sent me some lyrics that he got from Ari Goldwag, mm-hmm. Smile. Oh, that was, yeah, and really? He said, he said, hey, Morty, what's up? When you have a second, can you take a shot at writing me a song to these words, Smile? I said, no problem. I'll give it a shot. I called him back like an hour later. 
said, listen, Sophia, I got good news. I wrote you a song, but um, but the bad news is that I got to keep it. <laughs> so uh, he's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I love it. And he's like, all right, no problem. So I paid him for the lyrics, Ari Goldog lyrics, and uh, that's my song Smile that I wrote. So uh, we became good buddies over, over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah. I got to tell you, I love your background vocals on this song the most. Oh, yeah. And it, it's actually pretty amazing. The feedback that I got on, and there was, it wasn't, there was no real reason I put it as my last track, because I, I like that track as, as much as I do any of the others. Right. I guess it was just, I felt like since I was doing it with Spee, and he's probably putting it on his album, I kind of viewed it as a, as a bonus track. Mm-hmm. So it was like my 10 plus one kind of track. That's why it was 11. And the amount of feedback that I'm getting, people tell me it's their favorite song is unbelievable. I mean, for, for a last track on the album to be, uh, yeah, that means that they actually had to listen to every other track to get there. Right. Right. So that was, uh, that was, that was great to hear. Okay, Morty. Well, I'm going to wish you out. Slucha Rabba. I'd like to thank you for your time. We are looking forward to seeing many great things from you. Uh, before we let you go, I've played many tracks over the weeks. One of the ones I did not play is Hashem Melech. So we're going to play you out with Hashem Melech. Any, any little insight you can give us to the song? So in general, and I'm not going to go on a rant right now because I tend to do that sometimes. Okay. I like to put out music with messages. People told me, wow, you have a lot of English music on this album. You do. Yes. And I said, you know what? Obviously, I would love for my music to take off in Eretz and I heard Machar is doing, and Lecha now are doing great on the radios mm-hmm. in Eretz and I have my PR guy Kobe Sella, who's, uh, who's helping He's me out over the there. Best, but, best guy to use, yeah. Yeah, Kobe's the man. So, but in, in New York, you know, the people that are listening to music, I, you know, I have some songs that don't have such a direct message. You know, I mean, they're not, yeah, obviously has a nice message, but it's. It's from Ms. Morshir. The words rhyme. It's a nice. It's a nice song. It's fun. The, the words are catchy, mm-hmm. but it's not a direct message that you can listen to and walk away with. And I wanted to have a, you know a bunch of songs where I can think about a message I want to give over to the world and put it out there, especially in English because we're in America and a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't understand Hebrew and cannot always connect to messages in Hebrew as easy. You know, English is our first language. I mean, it's pretty simple. Exactly. So I put out this song about, you know, um, a pretty general story that many can connect to about a a boy who who makes it big as a as an entrepreneur and uh, starts to think that all his success is thanks to him. And, um, and then everything. You goes. know, no matter what we're doing, right? I, I, I as a singer always need to remember that. Everything I have is from Hashem, and I never, ever want to forget that. And uh, no matter whether you're a singer or a business guy or a teacher or whatever you do, that message is ever so important. Hashem Lamelech, that Hashem is always the one that's, you know, in charge, guiding us, giving us everything we have, thanks to Him. So I thought it was a nice message to share. It's beautiful. Thank you very much, Morty. Brand new album, Machar, in stores now. Have a great winter, Morty. Stay stay warm. Thank you. Thank you, Yossi. Have a good one. Take Talk care. Talk to you soon. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was it. Mordechai Shapiro in here off his brand new album, Machar. Hashem. And you, my friends, are tuned into the Z-Report Live Lunch on the Jewish Entertainment Network.
machines, the ponytail They tell a story outwardly A mere disguise for something pure that's Closely concealed, soon ready to be Recognized, there's so much more Just beyond that image, deeper than the eye can see There's a vision of untapped potential All that he can be They may not show it, but they've witnessed something real And that experience can be the lasting start Before you know it, it's not about some magic Words of wisdom you impart Sometimes the greatest inspiration is you Just being who you Gentlemen, is David Lowy Inspire, the title track of his second album, Inspire Tamin Tov, and we're sending that out to inspire Jews around the world as this week is the Shabbat Project. 
And Simple Crancer said, let's inspire them with this song entitled Inspire. Hope you're inspired. Thanks, Morty Shapiro, for that amazing interview. It is 51 minutes after 12. We almost, show's almost over, but I think we're going to have to go a little bit over time because I still have so much that we want to do. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, with words from this week's Parsha, but also words from every uh, Matzai Shabbos. This is Miris, they say Matzai Shabbos. Here is Shmuley Unger of Shmuley Volume 2, his debut album with Yitain Lecha. And you, my friends, are tuned into the Zirpor Live Lunch on the Jewish Entertainment Network. Is a big Be 
gentlemen was Uri Davidi off his debut album Halavai with Yachad. Amazing song arranged by Ellie Lax featuring stylings of like Barry Weber's Aguda Achas. We're, we're officially over. It's 101. We're going to do two more songs. We'll let you guys go. First up, it's Deddy Lo Nazuz from this week's Parsha Lech Lecha. This is off the, what we call the yellow album, Deddy Adon HaShalom. And then we're going to close the show with Morcha Shapiro's brand new single, Yachad. You, my friends, are tuned into the Zero Live Lunch on the Jewish Entertainment Network. <laughs> Lech, 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 lech,
אצל הארץ אשר הרקעה תקום מתהלך לאורכה ולרוחבה אל הארץ אשר הרקעה
piano and I sing I love my family Sometimes I'd rather be alone away from everything I like to be with friends and to connect with them Sometimes I'm really brave, sometimes I feel afraid, and I don't always toe the line. Sometimes I fall and then I get back up again, nobody's perfect all the time. I like when people see the good I have in me, we all can give it our own. Gentlemen, it's brand new music from uh, from Mordechai Shapiro Yachad. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our bonus ten minutes in order to fit a couple more songs in. Anyways, I have you. Oh, I want to wish you guys a fabulous show, a week. Don't touch that dial. More great Jewish music is coming your way. Until next week, I'm Yossi Zwag, wishing you a fabulous week. And stay tuned to the Jewish Entertainment Network for more great programming. <laughs>